guess we're back so you know what that means it must be late winter 2020 (laughs) (laughs) okay so late winter we did actually end up making that happen and I want everyone to to kind of remember that you can hold us accountable because we did come through I don't want to contradict what you just said because I want to be supportive in this time of crisis (laughs) but it is technically spring I want to hear what you're saying, and I, w- I want to lift up your voice when you say that it is technically spring, but what I want to say is it was 40 degrees today, which technically makes it late winter. What I want to say is none of us have left our apartments since spring began, so does that even count? <laughs> That's the latest winter I've ever heard of. <laughs> the kind where it's spring. <laughs> you just haven't left your apartment since winter. Guys, welcome to Same Dude Pod. I'm Jen. And I'm Jackie. And this is a very special friends and family episode. Uh, So if you aren't actually our friend nor our family, um, (laughs) I guess consider yourself that now. (laughs) I'm thrilled. Yeah, thrilled that you're listening. Yeah, uh, Jen and I decided, you know, we are doing absolutely nothing. And it is COVID times, you know, we know people are thirsty for content, specifically ours, apparently. <laughs> so we're coming back with just a fresh ep because we have a lot to chat about and we thought it'd be fun. Much like the Red Cross has deployed across the country to help serve Americans in this time of need, we're deploying to deliver you the content that you so desperately want in these trying times. Right, right. We are. And I I just, I mean, I know there are bigger things happening right now, but um, that did mean that I did have to crawl back into my closet. I did have to completely derail a shoe rack and my leg is asleep and we are approximately (laughs) two minutes and 40 seconds in. So you're welcome. I am actually locked in my closet right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is my first time. I forgot. This is my first time podcasting from this new apartment that I live in. And I am in my closet and the door will not open. So I will be here <laughs> indefinitely sheltering in place in this closet. <laughs> Jen is fully quarantining in her closet right now. And I'm absolutely thrilled. Now... I do have a list. I may be paused, Jen, on uh, your video. Jen and I can see each other. It's kind of like that. I have a list of just fun things I wanted to talk to Jen about, which I thought, you know, you guys might like to chat about too. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I think off the top, I wanted to, to hear your thoughts on, so I recently sent Jen and a select few people a series of Melissa Gorga songs that I felt encapsulated everything I wanted my future wedding song to be, my future divorce song to be, and the song that I'm going to walk out to the reception. Uh, I did that out of order, but you get it. And I felt that they were so spot on, and I want to hear your thoughts, Jen. Wow, it was beautiful. And I don't know if you knew this, but you I believe you sent that to us on Melissa Gorga's birthday. I'm not sure if it was in recognition of her birthday or if you were just kind of channeling her spirit. Honestly, I don't know what day it is at all anymore. I've been drinking on a Tuesday. It's like I that I don't even know, but all I know is that for some reason I was sitting I had I had some wine and Love Island had ended, which oh my god, I'm obsessed. Uh and I was singing songs, and I remembered Melissa Gorga, How Many Times, that song, How Many Times. And then I did a deep dive, and I realized that she, I guess, I don't know if she's done this consciously, but, like, her library is not on iTunes. It's, like, been erased. What is she on title? <laughs> she's not. No. I had to go on YouTube and find it, but you can only get, I think, like, one of her songs maybe on display, which is, like, her feature hit, I'll call it. On display, yeah. Who can forget? I recently did a deep dive on Jersey and over Christmas in the spirit of Christmas, and uh, <laughs> and I just loved watching her career pick up to the point that she had a studio oh. built into her own home for the purposes of recording, and to have us sadly wedged you trapped 
me physically in pain recording this right now. I bet Melissa Gorga's recording studio is now just like full of envy backstock or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's just not being used. It's like a playroom. Ugh, uh, I did check in after you sent those songs to see what Melissa Gorga was up to these days in quarantine. She's gorgeous. What's she up to? Uh, mostly just like sitting on her couch like most of us. But I do, oh. I do like to envision what people with giant homes are doing these days. Do you think they're just as bored as we are in our one-bedroom apartments? I think that they're bored, but, you know, when I get bored... I kind of look around and I can walk to the other end of the room. And when Melissa Gorga gets bored, I think she can like get up and walk to another room for like days. She can probably do that because she has many rooms and she can even go outside. She could drive around. I'm sure she has multiple cars. It just seems like the options for wandering boredom are like much more vast. So speaking of of boredom in your own home how are you passing your time these days I am watching Love Island like vigorously I have I'm on season six episode 30 at this point (laughs) and I cannot stop watching I love I just like I feel like they're so nice to each other it's so interesting because they're so courteous it's not like some other reality tv shows where there's a lot of drama all the time. I mean, there's definitely drama and little spats, but people are like mostly upset about when somebody isn't handling something in a mature way. And then they're like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. And it's just so entertaining. Everybody's hot and they say things like cheeky and like, I fancy you. And it's just, uh, it's what I need. That's important. What about you? It's like a balm for these times. Um, I'm working a lot, which like I I very much should be thankful for, and I am to have a steady income right now. But also, yeah, I am working too. I should say, <laughs> I'm working. If you're listening, anyone from Jackie's, work, <laughs> I am working. Uh, yeah. Which on one hand, I initially was, I felt left out of everyone in our circle who is not working or working as much right now, and is like having happy hours in the middle of the day. Uh, but. Overall, I'm glad to be working. Anyway, so I'm working a lot, and then after work, I'm just like doing a lot of dishes, uh, oh. going on a. Oh, Jesse's cooking a lot. My husband is home uh, and is currently not working, and so he is just cooking constantly, which is amazing. And uh, I'm really glad that he's doing that because then I can just eat. Oh, yeah, constantly. But then I'm also doing dishes all the time, um, and then just walking, like endlessly walking through the streets of Los Angeles. That sounds nice. It's the last bastion of hope <laughs> we have. I will I will mention too, Jen usually works from home. So when we're saying, you know, we're all working from home, so it feels very different for all of us. And for Jen, it feels very much the same. It is so weird. It's also kind of funny to watch everyone like adjust to working from home after I've been d- doing it for <laughs> two years and also to like absorb the shock that people send my way when I tell them that I've electively worked from home for two years (laughs) do you like working from home you know I I do I have gone through a journey with working from home Um, I have a really great job that's why I I work from home (laughs) but I uh initially hey not to brag not to brag um (laughs) but that's you know it, it it provides me a lot of uh, pluses that overcompensate for any of the minuses of working from home. But overall, like the isolation can be challenging. And if you can find a way to get enough social interaction outside of your workday, then it's pretty great, to be honest. I have plenty of t- yeah. I have plenty of tips. If anyone wants any tips for working from home and staying sane, um, I have some experience under my belt. The first thing you do... I want the tips. Okay, step one. <laughs> Wake up and take a shower and brush your teeth before you start working. Yes, I've been doing this. And I'm even wearing jeans right now. Yes. I've been doing my makeup even. I don't even wow. wear makeup to work usually. I cannot I tell you the last time I put makeup on. <laughs> I am wearing it right now. That is so important. That's great. That's a great example of how to maintain a routine and make yourself feel like ready to do your job while you're still at home. 
Just like ready for whatever. Yes, exactly. Like maybe you'll get like a Zoom call from a man. Like you need to be prepared. (laughs) I have to be prepared. Uh, They're just Zooming in. Also, I like to take what I call Apple walks, which are uh, throughout my day, I'll just like take a break and I'll grab like an apple or a piece of fruit and just go walk around my (gasps) block and eat a snack and take a second very important that's a great tip and also I love that tip I'm glad to hear that um it's probably useful for most of you I believe everyone is still legally allowed to take a walk as of March 24th so yeah I highly recommend getting like a healthy snack or I've done it with a Klondike bar so don't feel like you're (laughs) tethered any snack (laughs) any snack will do a kombucha that sounds nice yes a little drink exactly just like get yourself some refreshment and go stroll around and it clears your mind and also sometimes like if during your day you have some uh, like brainstorming time you can do that while sitting outside or taking a bath frankly like you can brainstorm while doing other activities so build that in for yourself and I think you'll uh I think everyone will enjoy it anyway that's an incredible tip those are my work from home tips uh I hope everyone out there that is working from home is staying sane. And if you want more tips, feel free to, I guess, text me because I'm, you can't. Oh my gosh. Text <laughs> find me. me on TikTok and find out how to message me. Oh my gosh. Jen and I have been trying to figure out how to use TikTok. For some reason, both of our usernames, like we have usernames, but then it's like user 197102737. So it's, it's all very weird and we cannot figure it out. And I don't understand why. We are not the oldest people on TikTok. I, I mean, we're in fact like the demographic. I, I like that you said we're the demographic. As someone who's going to turn 27 in three weeks, I like to hear that I'm a TikTok demographic. Yes, it, it is comforting. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I also don't like how in the messenger section of TikTok, you can't like like or react to videos that are sent to you. So we have to manually type like, LOL, yeah, love this. I know. <laughs> And I also, I don't like how you click on your messages and then you have to go to like another, then you have to go to that little arrow. Yes. It's like, I thought I was in my messages. What do you mean? I have to go to them still? I'm in there. Yes. So when people ask how, you know, what's changed in your life recently in the wake of COVID-19, <laughs> um, a lot, but really what feels like the most overwhelming change. I just change. got a TikTok notification. <laughs> it just scrolled down on my phone as I'm looking yes, at you. Yes, that's it. TikTok. TikTok has come into my life. I fully dove in because I got off Instagram and man, do I love it. What joy it brings. You've been sending me some really funny ones. What are your favorite, like, TikTok memes? Uh, um, I don't know. I would say, like, the dancing ones are my least faves. I feel like I'm just, um, I'm kind of over scrolling and seeing somebody laughing and, like, half fine doing one of the viral dances, you know? Because I don't understand, like, the Explore page. I don't really, like, I guess it's just all random, but sometimes it's like, oh, this is like a 14-year-old doing a dance in a hoodie in her room, and I'm like, this feels weird, and why do they think I'm interested? But I I like, I, I don't know, I like anything that's just, anything that's funny that's so vague. I don't really have a type, I guess. My favorite is, uh, <laughs> how are you doing today, Jasmine? I don't know that oh, one, do Okay, I? so this is, I've been calling them memes, but I don't really know what else to call I, them. I think of them as video memes. Yeah, yeah, because there are, so for people who haven't been on TikTok yet, uh, essentially it's just videos, short videos similar to Vine that are set to songs or audio clips. And so people will do things like take an audio clip from a television show, like a lot of them are Kardashians. There's a Real Housewife ones, which is when Nini goes to Kenya's apartment and she's like freaking out because there's a white refrigerator. So people will take. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> Me too. They'll take. That one's so funny. They'll take a snippet of audio and they play it over them acting out another situation. Uh, that's TikTok, I guess. And then also people dancing, which people are so good at. Don't you want to try the dances? Like the Meg the Stallion <laughs> I one? Actually, we did have, um, I was talking to some of my friends from college about this because uh, we were sending back and forth people doing it really bad. And I had a moment where I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm using TikTok. I- I'm on. I made the profile, you know, Jen and I were, we were sending shit back and forth. And I, okay, firstly, you open up, a, like, to make a TikTok. 
The editing options are insane. I can't even begin to understand them. Can you understand them? They're so crazy. There's so many. I haven't dug into them that deep, but they do seem like you have a, you have a lot of music options too, all built in. Yeah. There's yeah. There's music. There's special effects. There's like. I, I was like, I I don't know how to, you know, it's like if I know the tools I'm working with, then I can in my creative process, like think to use them that way. But I don't even know what is available to me at this point. And I tried to do one of the dances just like in the mirror just to see if I like had any chance. And I did like one move and I was like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> and I, now I, I'm just like not ever going to do it again because I know that I will, I just can't do it. I, it wasn't my gift. That's not my gift. No, I? it's not my gift either. And it's, it's our <laughs> gift that we know that about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's truly a gift. You're welcome, everybody. Uh, I want to talk about what I'm not doing okay. during this. And this actually, we put something out on our Instagram to ask people uh, what they were interested in hearing us talk about. And this was uh, this was something that somebody came back with. Puzzles, which is something I'm particularly heated about. Everybody just all of a sudden remembered a puzzle. I'm telling you, I haven't done a puzzle since I was like 12 years old. And now every single person I know is doing a puzzle and has one. I don't have one. Okay, listen, don't get me started on puzzles. I own several <gasps> puzzles and they're all... She owns several? They're beautiful puzzles that mostly were gifted to me by my very generous and kind mother-in-law and purchased at various like art museum gift shops. Um, okay, I love that But puzzle. here's the thing. Who has the space to do a puzzle? Like, not I. not I. I have two table surfaces in my home. One is a coffee table and one is like a dining table. I can't have a puzzle out for the full 14 days it will take me to complete a 1,000 piece puzzle, let alone cats. Like, have you heard of them? Oh, my God. Is there anything more antagonizing than having a puzzle unfinished on a tabletop for days and weeks on end? I don't think I can look at a puzzle unfinished for that long. Like just sitting there and then I'm like every day, that's a mess I have to clean up. I yes. either have to finish it or I don't. Yes. I was going to say you crane <laughs> your neck so yes. much to do a puzzle. <laughs> Yes, you do. You're uncomfortable usually always. I imagine like a one foot asleep situation too. Your yeah, your neck hurts, like your eyes hurt, all the fucking all the shapes look the same after a while. And okay, the white puzzles? Okay. Psycho, if you have a white puzzle, you're clinical and I, I just is that okay to even say in this day and age? Absolutely not. But it, I think the whole reason to get a puzzle is to see the picture at the end. Don't you think, Jen? Yeah, a white puzzle. Like, what are you... Oh, an all-white puzzle. What are you trying... Who are you trying to show off for? Like, that's what I really want to know. <sighs> that being said, I did just blow the steam off. The lid came off. Now I'm simmering down, and I do respect everyone who's doing a puzzle. If you're doing a white puzzle, maybe you're not clinical. Maybe... I don't know what you are, and I'm still not okay with it, but... You're allowed to do whatever you want, but I just, I can't relate. Right. So, like, we support puzzle doers, and if you have enough space in your home to do a puzzle, congratulations on your wealth and success. Uh, yeah. But, like, stop bragging. <laughs> but puzzles aren't for anyone, but thank you to John Z uh, for oh that suggestion. We'll bleep it. <laughs> we'll bleep it. Uh, thanks for that hot topic. Which which brings me to my next observation about Social distancing, uh, which is me hanging out in my apartment alone for weeks, <laughs> which is that I think that social distancing, if you have roommates especially, is what it must feel like to be in like the bachelor mansion. Tell me more about this. And actually, you texted me this theory, and the first thought was, why didn't you say love is blind? So I'd really like to hear you break this oh, down. Okay. Well, love is blind. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I could talk to my neighbors through the wall probably too. Uh, I just think like when you're in the bachelor mansion, like you don't have any connection really to the outside world. I mean, everything is taken from you and your whole world is that mansion. I guess it's also like Love Island when you're in the villa, except for they're in South Africa and it's beautiful and they have like a beach and pool. Actually, they just have a pool. But yeah, you're just kind of alone in this mansion and you don't have anywhere to go you can't leave 
So to close the loop, as friend of the pod Ross would say, um, (laughs) did you see, have you seen that TikTok meme, which is people saying how they would win The Bachelor? No. You should stumble upon it, but they basically present theories about how they would win over The Bachelor in a Bachelor scenario. And I'm curious. Are they funny? Yeah, they're pretty funny. I'm curious if you as a Bachelor fan have ever considered a strategy for how you would succeed in that situation. I I have to say I haven't. I watched The Bachelor for like three seasons, maybe four. And then I realized that it's all the exact same. And it's always the most uh, extreme season yet. Um, (laughs) And so I was like, oh, Chris Harrison is playing us. Uh, But I don't know how I would win. Although I will say that during this, like, social distancing, as I've been watching Love Island, I'm sitting here thinking, like, okay, (laughs) should I go on, like, Love Island? Should I go on one of these dating shows? I feel like I could do it. And um, I then snap back to reality and say, I absolutely don't want that. And I'm just, I wish I were at a pool right now is what it comes down to. Mm, I sometimes, sometimes it flashes across my mind that there are potentially, I would say tens of thousands of people around me right now with pools and hot tubs. Some of them. You especially. Yeah. yeah, Like I, I look up to the hills sparkling in the evening and I'm just like, I I seethe with anger. Those are good pools. I bet. Good pools. Like a pool right now is probably such a precious resource. I can't imagine. I can't even think about it. I can't. I get actually. All of our amenities are shut down at my apartment building during this time. So any other space I could leave to is actually close. That's why you move. Which is like, I get That's it. That's why but you live in that type of building for the amenities. Isn't that psycho? And for pretty much the duration of the lease is what I imagine is going to happen because this is dragging on forever is none of my amenities are going to be available and I'm going to be trapped in here. So I'm paying like a decent amount of money to live in this place that I came to live in for the amenities. And now a an infectious or a viral disease, I should say, is sweeping the world and prohibiting me from using my amenities, uh, among other things. Of course, <laughs> it could be worse. Uh, so one of the ways that I've been utilizing my amenity at my apartment, which is my large patio that I recently moved into, which I'm very appreciative of right now, is I've been trying to lure wildlife so I can watch them throughout my day. <laughs> And I have so far, I've gone through two different styles of bird feeders. And so far, I've only been successful in feeding one squirrel. But this squirrel comes Mm. every day. It comes up directly to the window. I tap on the window and it sticks its face up to the window. And my cats sit there and they stick their faces up to the window. And I feel like we've really bonded. And You should name it. Well, here's the problem. I don't know what the squirrel's gender is. And so I don't want to be presumptuous. And so I've just been calling it a squirrel friend. Um, but Oh, I love that. It's like a girlfriend almost, but non gender non-specific. Exactly, a squirrel friend. So it's been, that's, uh, I was going to say keeping me sane, but the more I, I think about it, I'm not sure. <laughs> Seems like that's the one thing that's actually dragging you towards insanity. <laughs> At this point, I literally have a giant, I've put out a, a serving bowl full of bird seed for this squirrel. It sits in the... <laughs> Inside the bowl and eats. Inside, it sits it on the shit that it's about to in eat. In its food and eats. Oh God, it feels. I can. I feel like I can relate. <laughs> I've been just eating ice cream sundaes for days. Oh, I, I gotta say, it is interesting this whole situation because there. I'm kind of. I've kind of been practicing for this for the past two years. Uh, oh my gosh! I'm a. I'm. I'm like a combination introvert extrovert, but maybe lean a little bit more introverted. And since I've been working from home for two years, when I first moved to Los Angeles, there would be periods of time where like I wouldn't have another face to face conversation with a human being for four to five days, and so. <laughs> it right now I'm like oh like I know how to do this I know how to (laughs) but yeah I really feel for extroverts right now um I know I don't know how you identify on the personality I'm an introvert for sure I mean maybe intro extra but extra wow never heard of it like that but um definitely this doesn't bother me 
Like, I don't mind being alone and uh, just, like, hanging out at home. Sounds ideal. And you're a woman who normally works a lot. How many hours a, All the how time. Many hours a week do you think you typically work? Like 60 or, like, 58. Probably, like, average 55. And so now to have this steep decrease in activity, how is it serving you? Uh, well, I should say I, again, feel lucky that I'm working from home. I still have a job. So that is keeping me busy for most of the days in the week, which is cool. And my boss has been really nice to, to you know, let us know that we can have kind of like a flexible work schedule. But that's been cool. And honestly, I, I thought I was going to be doing so many more things like I have so many creative materials just like all over my living room right now and I painted one thing and I was like okay cool yeah I like that and then I made some earrings um kind of like all right and then I've been watching Love Island the rest of the time so I, I now I'm kind of like shaming myself in a way where I'm like fuck I'm gonna come out of this people are gonna have made like I know that I'm going to see on like BuzzFeed, you know, woman doesn't have work, creates six figure company during (laughs) social distancing, you know, and I'm going to be like, fuck, I should have done that. But I'm really just trying to take it as like, you know, listen to your heart. Do what do what's calling to you. Listen, like, I'm sure there will be a top 19 of COVID-19 at the end oh my of God. this but we can't focus on that because the truth is is that we're all just struggling to stay sane and keep it together on a daily basis and we all need to process this however it is so if you're just watching love island all day that is absolutely okay thanks for saying that um yeah i i do feel like though i have a pretty positive outlook on this right now where i'm just like this is time off as you said like from work that I mean, not necessarily from my day job, but like from my second job that I'm like, okay, I should just use this time as the much needed time off that I've been wanting. Like I've been wanting more time at home and unfortunately it had to happen this way, but I'm trying to find the silver lining and just be like, hey, I'm at home and this is kind of awesome. You know, and for me, it's cured my FOMO, which I really struggle with, which is the fact that I always feel like there's something I should be doing. Like there's some party I should be at or some trail I should be hiking or some museum I should be going to. And if I'm not doing all of it, I feel bad about myself and I beat myself up about it. And so now I've just been able to be like, there's nothing else I am supposed to be doing at all. And I can just be home and relax and feel content. And so that's a silver lining for me. That's great. I mean, because, yeah, it's like, what else can you do? Also, and truly nothing. A silver, a small silver lining. And I do feel like, obviously, and maybe we just need to state it, I think Jackie and I both are very aware of the tremendous uh, suffering that some people are experiencing and are very yes. oh, empathetic yes. to that and are doing our part to support and help however we can. Um, but we're just speaking from our own experience here because that's all anyone can never right. do. Uh, but one thing that I'm same duding right now to bring it all back is Woo. the fact that I'm same duding literally every other person on the planet right now. Right. Which is so interesting. Like yesterday I was canceling all of the beautiful Airbnbs that I had booked for the trip to Japan yeah. that I had scheduled for late April, which was very sad, but needed yeah. to happen. And I was messaging one of the hosts for an Airbnb and they were messaging me back and they were writing me about the situation in the town that they were in and how they felt and they were like I hope you're staying healthy and I was just like wow it was just I don't know it was just a moment of connection with someone I've never met in another side of the world that was kind of beautiful and I'm gonna write them back after this podcast yeah it like is universally connecting everybody and putting everybody on the same plane everybody's kind of in whether they're in the same situation or not like we've mentioned you know we both have jobs right now there are a lot of people who are very stressed and don't have their jobs don't have their income which you know of course is terrible but um everybody is figuring this out and it's 
not a familiar situation to everybody. So I think it's it's like kind of even the playing field for people to just be like, I get it. Like I'm with you. Yes. It's and it's funny. I don't know if you've experienced this, but every time I go out and I'm walking, we all everyone will intentionally skew away from each other to to keep <laughs> Oh, I wish that was happening. <laughs> and it's just like a funny nod of like, yeah, we know. Like we all know. But that's not happening for you. <laughs> Listen, I barely leave my house. Um I left the other day because I wanted this ice cream I'm mentioning. And I'm telling, I'm, I bought a lot of ice cream. It's all gone already. Um, I went to Target and there were a lot of people there. And, you know, if I saw somebody in an aisle, I kindly went to the next aisle and thought, I'll just circle back to that one. People, every aisle I went into, somebody was like racing towards me, (laughs) like walking towards me at an uncomfortable speed. And I kept having to leave and I'm like, Jesus, are you kidding me? Am I going to have to leave? I left without some things that I needed because I just didn't want to be close to people that I didn't know. And then I thought I'll do self-checkout. And honestly, don't judge me. I was wearing gloves, like rubber gloves. So I get to the self-checkout because I'm like, cool, I don't have to interact with anyone. And the rubber gloves don't work on the machine. Oh, no. So then I'm just like, oh, God, really? And I'm touching it with, like, you know, my key fob. I'm touching it with, like, my card. And the woman from Target comes over to my machine and does it for me, which was very nice of her. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the experience, all in all. So what's your <laughs> corona persona? <laughs> well, I don't even fully know what that means, but... I think, is it like how I'm handling this? Like, who am I in all of this? Who are you? There are a lot of different archetypes right now at play. There is, I think everyone is familiar with the person who is hysterical, who is spreading like misinformation and texting you about how people are going to be dying in mass in the streets. Like, that's definitely someone. Then there are the people that are going on spring break in Florida and who are just like, can't be bothered. That's definitely a persona. So who, who are you right now? I feel like I am in, I'm somewhere in between that. Probably, okay, I am taking it pretty seriously. Like, I don't like to be within six feet of people. And I get frustrated when people just, like, come into my personal space. I think I just realize it more, you know. And, like, sharing the elevator with people, I'm like, I don't want to share the elevator with you. Um, But I also, like, I am going outside and riding my bike in places where there are people I don't know I feel like I'm just trying to take it seriously because I'm just someone who takes rules seriously in life so (laughs) that's just like who I am how about you you sound like a rule follower who's calm cool and collected and very reasonable (gasps) perfect that's great that's yes I would what would you say you are so I'm oscillating between someone who's in like a borderline denial and then someone who's in a deep depression (laughs) Mm, okay yeah it's a let's talk about it it's a unique space that I'm inhabiting uh so it's kind of a similar experience to what I had after Trump's election in 2016 where I've had to quit news um I can't I can't I can't do it and I realized that there's only a certain there's it's changing so much and there's so much information out there that there's only so much that I need to know to be safe and responsible so I've I know that and I'm cutting it off because anything after that just makes me so anxious yeah that it's not healthy so I'm I'm cutting off news which makes me feel like every time I talk to my mom she's like you don't know that and I'm like no I didn't know that (laughs) Now I do. (laughs) Now I do. But I guess, like, I've personally just, like, oscillated between being very anxious and then feeling depressed and experiencing depression in a way that I hadn't just because it feels – it felt so overwhelming for a while. And I'm curious if anyone else has kind of had that experience where I was just like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed. And there were about, like, three or four days where I was just spending hours in bed in the afternoon because I'm just like, I just want this to not be happening. And it felt – really overwhelming so I've been very proactive about taking steps to remedy that so I went for a run (laughs) and that's 
so important though. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like, I need to take care of myself. I know the steps to take. And so I've been, yeah, working on exercising and staying on top of things like my skincare routine, which sounds like trivial self-care nonsense, but does help you feel <laughs> like this is normal, like business as usual. Right. I'm taking care of routine. Routine is really important, I think, right now because yeah. like once we've gotten past the shock of life has changed dramatically and now let's settle. Yeah. I'm trying to settle in and be realistic every day and prepared for what will happen and, and just kind of settle right. myself. But it definitely threw my mental health for a loop that I wasn't I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I can totally understand that. This is very unusual situation. Um, but I do think, yeah, staying active is so helpful. I feel like I've been trying to do something active every day. Whether I'm getting outside or not, I'm trying to do something because I know that it is like, of course, you know, my gym is closed. I'm okay with it. I get it. Remember, I'm following the rules. But um, yeah, it's just, it's a whole thing. I do think that like the video calls are so fun. Yes. I almost think this is like teaching me. I feel like I'm learning from this situation and I'm trying to take some something away from this experience because it is so I mean it just feels like a reset button in so many ways like not to make this a positive situation I know it's it's still getting worse and it's horrible for so many reasons but again just to try to find in my own life a silver lining I feel like I'm trying to take it as like I'm resetting and it's like teaching me to keep in touch with people more. I feel like I've talked to my friends even more yes. at this point, you know, than I usually do. 100%. And so that's something I feel like I can take away that's positive. Yeah. I think another thing that I'm taking away personally is so much respect and admiration for people like my mom who are healthcare workers. Oh my gosh. Yes. I cannot tell you. So my mom, who is not listening because she doesn't listen to my podcast, <laughs> Uh, she is in she's a registered nurse but specializes in infectious disease prevention at a hospital in Indiana and has just been truly like on the battlefield for the past few weeks and it's so crazy for me to watch her and to listen to the stories that she shares and the things that she's telling me and I'm like I read a headline today and it like burst into tears and then I couldn't get out of bed for three hours and you're like out there with people every day and you just keep going and so it's really uh, amazing to watch and I just have so right. much respect for it uh, for people who can face this kind of traumatic anxiety and uncertainty and just like dive in and do what they can to right. help other people. And so I think that's really cool. Yeah. Shout out to your mom. Shout out to all the healthcare professionals. Shout out to people at the grocery stores and other stores, people in the restaurant industry. I'm really feeling for because I just it's like such a lovely community and um, it's really hurting right now. But I know that people are doing everything they can in terms of like takeout. And so it's really important to support that, you know, and you can feel comfortable. People are taking the proper precautions. But there are so many people who are, you know, not not social well they're social distancing but they're not you know off in the way that many of us feel for for good or for bad but you know they're still out here helping all of us so yeah wow yeah that was beautiful (laughs) and also to like round out this like the more you know portion uh there are a lot of (laughs) volunteer opportunities for people out there I know you think you're not Mm, I mm -hmm. I know a lot of us most of us haven't thanks to Jen have been told not to leave our homes however there are essential services in a lot of communities whether it be food distribution to public school children and their families or uh food services to low-income families and to terminally ill people or the whole gamut services for unsheltered people they still need people and a large portion of volunteers in this country are over the age of 65 and they are the people that should certainly not be leaving their home um so if you are healthy and you have some extra free time right now i would recommend looking into opportunities uh the american red cross is active in a lot of communities actually jackie world central kitchen was i was volunteering yesterday 
at a food cool. at a food distribution site, and World Central Kitchen was there, and I was like, oh my god, I was like, I used to work at that's so awesome for, at Zatinia, and it felt cool. So anyway, I just just implore people. It feels really good because I've. <laughs> I personally have adopted this mentality. I'm like, there's a war on and we've all got to do our part. And it feels good to be out and and doing something tangible. So if that's accessible to you, I recommend it. I would love to help. So maybe I'll look into some volunteer roles. Um, I do want to talk about a little bit. I want to hear what you think about this. Like all these famous people who have no symptoms who somehow know that they have it. I'm like, how are you getting tested when people can't get tested? Like even if they have most of the symptoms. Listen. We're hearing there aren't many tests and then like Idris Elba and his wife have it and they're talking to Oprah. I heard that Kris Jenner got tested and she doesn't even have it. So just from my – so for example, from what I've heard from an unidentified source, the state of Indiana has – less than 300 coronavirus tests available. So (laughs) those tests obviously need to go to people who are most at risk. So the fact that people like Kris Jenner, who are asymptomatic, I guess, get to be tested is truly shocking. And I want to know, like, how that happens. I do, too. It's so weird to me. Like, I don't understand how it's just so weird to me that we're hearing on one hand that there are limited tests and on the other hand we're hearing that like yeah Kris Jenner doesn't have it but she knows she doesn't have it I need to take a break real quick Jesse's here okay he's he's locked gotten me out of the closet wow good news that good news everyone my husband has freed me from the closet (laughs) she's no longer stuck in the closet I won't say trapped in the closet no we Although I just did. Oh, no. Um, yeah. God, we're bleeping so, it out. Okay, so my question is, do they have connections? Is it because they go to the best doctors? Uh, absolutely. Is there a number you have to get? Is it, is it like a drug dealer? You just have to like ask someone who knows someone. You have to be referred. You get the hookup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, okay, I saw this on the shade room. A reminder, we are not medical professionals. Uh, That's... They, in multiple states, there were allegations that doctors were hoarding, like, some beta testing of a coronavirus um, vaccine or treatment or something. I don't know. Remember, I saw this on the shade room. I'm, I'm, I've had a couple glasses of wine at this point, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd really like to know more about that. I am, I, I think often about how I will talk about this in like five years Jen you and I are both turning 27 during that like we're gonna be 27 in isolation yes that's very likely I, a lot of people I that's every day people are celebrating their birthdays in isolation um <laughs> which is a it, it's a weird thought to think well then you can sing happy birthday to yourself twice while you wash your hands throughout the entire day Ugh. uh yeah you're right we will both be turning 27 in this isolation uh, we can have FaceTime birthday parties with all of our friends. Ugh. <laughs> that doesn't sound fun to me. I mean, like, uh, that doesn't sound fun. I I just want to do, like, I just feel like my birthday last year was such a high bar. We all did karaoke, and it was such a blast. And this year, I'll be potentially on Face. It's going to be, like, a Tuesday. Listen, now think, Ugh. but just think about it this way. Everyone is going through this. It could be worse. And, I know. And, it could be way and worse. And in five, and like imagine down the line, your children are going to ask you what was coronavirus like, and you're going to tell them that you spent your 27th birthday celebrating it on FaceTime. You're right. I will say that I am going to recognize that people are dying. <laughs> I'm healthy. I'm young. In case you needed I have a reminder, a nice apartment to spend my time in. I have my job. I'm very thankful, very grateful. Worst things could happen than me not getting to go to karaoke on my birthday. I mean, I get it. That's, like, ridiculous. But that's just was a feeling that I had. So I just said it because this is our podcast and our point of view. That's a very valid feeling. I don't think you should apologize for it. Yeah, a lot of us will celebrate our birthdays and we'll make the best of it. And then we'll have interesting stories to tell. I was thinking that when my future children are in history class in middle school and high school, that they'll do projects on the history of the 2020s and they'll want to cover the coronavirus pandemic and I can provide 
<laughs> resources. I'm like, here are all the TikTok videos that I watched. <laughs> Send them your favorites. Yes. Uh, and provide them. Like, I've been writing letters. I'm like, here are the letters that I wrote. And here's my podcast. You can I love that. put in your, I guess they won't be doing PowerPoints, but whatever the future version of that is. They'll be doing prezzies still. <laughs> I feel like. I was just listening to, I did, I had a conversation on the mic, as you know, with my Aunt Mary, a co- two of my Aunt Marys, a couple of my Aunt Marys, um, about their experiences in Italy. And one of my Aunt Marys was in Sicily during World War II. And it's really cool having her voice on tape talking about it. So I hope that this can serve as kind of a time capsule um, about our COVID experiences and will feed into maybe the larger oral history of COVID. It's just so interesting thinking about from a historical standpoint, like how we're going to look back and think about, you know, this point in time. We think back on things in the further past, in the further past. That doesn't sound right. But you know what I mean? You know, thinking back, we have mostly like texts. There are some oral histories that have been done after the fact, but like people weren't podcasting in their closets and, you know, during like the Spanish American War. Yeah. So my version of Love Island that I've been binging during this time is uh, the Kin Burns Vietnam War documentary currently on (laughs) Netflix. And I highly encourage people to watch it, Um, not only because it is fascinating and, and very informative, but also because it is an excellent reminder that horrible things have happened, much worse things have happened Mm -hmm. to people all over the world every day, which may not be- And are happening. And are currently happening. And I I understand that that may not sound comforting, but the point is most of us are very accustomed to living in relative comfort on a daily basis, and so we're not used to disruption. But this happens all the time, and people continue to live, and they continue to be happy, and life gets back to normal. And it's very comforting, for me at least, to uh, be reminded of that. So, plus totally Ken burns what a filmmaker oh my god i watched seriously i watched the west before this <laughs> i love this kick you're on it's inspiring that's my content recommendation uh one thing i'm deeply concerned about is how this will affect the bravo universe oh one of the things that really saved me in the early stages of this when the shock and the fear was setting in jen said we're going to watch all the housewives uh, go through this. Bravo is going to capture all of the housewives go through this. And for me, that was like, I, I was like, you know what? We can do this. Yes, we can do we it. We can do it. I mean, who do you think is the cra- Who do you think is going to have the craziest reaction? Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. Should we go through each franchise? Yes. And, and OK, because that'll make it easier. Start with New, okay, so New York. New York. OK, who's going to have the craziest reaction? Ramona oh, I don't Tinsley. know I was gonna say oh I was okay I was gonna say Ramona and then part of me said Luann <gasps> why she can just drink her way through it well I was thinking like she, that she would be upstate probably but then she would be like skinny dipping like she would just I feel like she would just start doing some like really just like kooky things and kind of lose her mind yes slowly like she would think <laughs> I feel like yes I think that's Ramona would be like video dating guys and being like I don't care you know I'm I'm still getting some. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I think actually Tinsley is probably the one who is having the most challenging time, I would imagine, if her experience at the New York circus told us anything about her ability to handle stress. (laughs) I I can't get like the vision of her in that outfit out of my head. That was that was iconic. When she called the fire department when her dog was dying. <laughs> <laughs> that was really like heartbreaking and terrible. And I was just thinking like in what state of distress? You know what I mean? That is really special. I and I mean bravo. <gasps> And I have to say, okay, I think we should add another addendum. We should also give who we think is handling it the best, which I would have to say is 100% got to be Dorinda. 
You think? I think I think she's making it nice. Okay, well, I guess you could say <laughs> Bethany because she's like hashtag this is a crisis. But I think it's Dorinda. I bet she is calm, cool, and collected. She's a woman who's been through pain. She's probably in the Berkshires I love her. with Hannah and Hannah's oh. eyebrows, and they're Hannah's <laughs> incredible, and they're all just like hunkering down and living through this. Dorinda has decorations all over the Berkshire's house. Easter she's, decorations. She's already decorated. Yeah. <laughs> there's large bunnies. Like, there's chocolate fountains. Okay. Yes, I, I want that so very much. New Jersey. Okay. The cr- the craziest reaction, I want to say Jennifer. Oh. I don't know. I don't know why, what made me think that. I just think I could see her going so over the top and just, like, over prepping. Like, she's the woman who has like 1400 rolls of toilet paper she'll never go through them in her whole life but she has them yes they're in her basketball court (laughs) (laughs) yes 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 uh okay I could see that I don't really have a an argument for who I think would be worse Teresa is like could go either way on one hand she could really stress out on the other hand because she could be like I've been through prison I can make it through anything and I just see I see the Gorgas kind of and when I say the Gorgas I mean collectively Teresa Melissa Joe their dad etc I see them kind of just like making a lot of food and yes. I think that like they're still hanging out with Dolores and Frank like I think there's like a close group of them that are hanging out and eating pasta and drinking wine and just just not seeing anyone else I bet Dolores is weathering this so well I imagine she is Ugh, handling it I love best. her who doesn't love Dolores I don't know one single person, not even Frank. She, he loves Dolores. Especially. I love how much he loves Dolores. <sighs> I love the guys on Jersey so much. It's it's such a pleasure of mine to watch them. And like their jokes are just so funny. And then they kiss each other. And I'm like, no one else does that on Bravo. And I'm obsessed. It's so good. You know, I, I did I tell you? Like none of the other house husbands are that prominently featured. Well, do you know why? It's because... So each each franchise has a different production company, and Jersey is the only production company that pays the husbands. Oh, so gosh, they bring true it quality. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I what? Is, so you were spot on about the third installment of the New Jersey reunion. I was so disappointed in Danielle Staub. I thought she was when she pulled up with a dog and a baby carriage. I was I thought <laughs> she was really gonna bring it for us, and she was just so Me too. subdued. Yeah. And the most exciting thing that happened was when she had to administer her dog in the in the um, carriage. It's medicine. She, and its name was Fendi. Yes. And I thought, this is definitely going to be the peak of this whole thing. And yeah, and then it just kind of went downhill and I felt like, you know, we didn't really get all the juice out of that lemon. Yeah. you're. We didn't squeeze you're it. You're totally right. And I don't think we ever will. I mean, I want to know so much more about Danielle and I fear I never will. I follow Danielle on Instagram and she has a podcast now and she led a yoga session. So I want you to know that. And I want to, I want, I want our listeners to know that is at your, um, back and call that you have Danielle. That is great to know. To support you. Uh, yeah. let's move on. Atlanta. Oh, I love these ladies. The craziest I can tell you the best right off the bat. Who's handling it the best? Obviously, can. Candy. Oh, yes. Candy is living she her best life, I feel. She has millions of dollars. I'm sure she- A new baby. A new baby. I'm sure she's stressed over like all of the service workers at OLG, but she'll get by and she'll support she them. She probably- I hope that she's paying her employees. I mean, I don't want to get into Candy's business. Candy, I respect as a businesswoman. Um, of course. She seems like- She's probably enjoying herself, but I bet she's also stressed because she has so many businesses that she has to now go into, you know, for a woman with that many businesses to have to deal with each of them. I can't imagine dealing with like one business in this chaotic time. Candy has like 8 million things like her sex toy line. They're probably so busy on the sex toy line. And then the restaurants are probably not so busy. The stress that I have felt as nearly an employee in this day and age, let alone the proprietor of multiple businesses. <laughs> it, yeah, seriously. I can't imagine. Yeah. But so we think Candy's probably the best. I would I would probably agree with you. And I'm thinking the worst. I don't know. Part of me wanted to just say, 
I don't know. Part of me is saying Kenya, but I think Kenya would actually probably handle it pretty well. I think so too. I think Kenya is a really tough bitch, and I think we don't like. I know. Realize that enough because she's so wild, <sighs> but she. I know. Can I I hate to say it, but I I'm worried it may be Ke- um, Portia. Portia. Yeah. I don't know. I, part I I just kind of feel like the Atlanta ladies. I don't think that I could see them being really like. Um, freaked by this I none of them really have the character that they're easily freaked it seems yeah I unless you're talking about like heights or something I agree with you <laughs> I I think Kim Zolciak Bierman of all if you're if you're allowing if we're considering yeah. historical housewives then she would probably be the number one but I agree with you that well what about Sheree if we're considering Sheree Sheree I bet is has it together like I don't she's in Chateau Sheree she's in Chateau Sheree quarantined coronavirus is not checking for her I think that she is <laughs> fine I think Atlanta, I think you're right I think Atlanta is probably the most well-off franchise in all of this right what does that leave us with? Um, Beverly Hills. God, we have Beverly Hills. We have OC, and then we have Potomac. Let me do O. So we can go quickly through them. I OC guess. real quick. Every single one of them. <laughs> every single one is freaking <laughs> out. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. Um, for Beverly Hills, I don't know Garcelle yet. That's her name, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't know her yet. She she seems great, um, but I can't make an assessment. Um. Erica Jane, I'm sure, is like. I think Dorit is freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I bet she is. I bet Dorit is freaking out. Uh, no, 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 no. Kyle. You think Kyle's yes. freaking out? Kyle feel. I feel like Kyle would be like me, the rule follower, but she's cool, calm, and collected. But she is following the rules. She suffers from severe anxiety, so I feel like she's calm. She's a rule follower, but very anxious. I would imagine. I can see that. I can see it. Okay. And the- best uh I feel like it's a tie I mean Erica probably presents the best but I guess it's Erica I'm trying to even think of the cast yeah I feel like she probably is unbothered yeah she probably is getting her hair and makeup done she's probably a stylist (laughs) still she's probably fine uh and then I mean I don't Dallas Potomac uh, no oh oh my god Dallas Dallas. I don't even have they're not even on my radar so I'll let you take that one well, I was just reading today that uh, Leanne is officially off, if you're familiar enough with Leanne. Uh, I, I've i heard a thing or two. <laughs> Le- it sounds like Leanne is off. Um, eh, I guess Dallas, I would probably say the best would be, I feel like Deandra, which I don't really have a lot of support behind besides just the fact that her husband is in the military. So I feel like he's ready for a crisis. And then right. the worst would maybe be Cameron. But like I said, I don't really... I don't really have a lot of passion for Dallas, so I feel like... We don't have it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Potomac. I think who's freaking out? Karen Huger is freaking out. I saw the photo of her with the mask and gloves and Lysol at the confession, in the confessional chair. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what? I... So, I was laughing because... Did you see there's a meme out and it's like when remember when Karen invited them to like the press conference? Yes. Uh, she invited all the girls to the press conference to talk about like, is she really living in the house in Great Falls, etc. And somebody was made a meme about it saying that it was like Karen Huger. It was Trump <laughs> and every and people questioning Trump about something having to do with coronavirus. And it was such a funny meme. And I loved it. And I think it was on Bravo a story. Oh, my God. Speaking of great account. Speaking of Trump, I was thinking the other day about how, you know, 10 years in the future or whatever, kids will be the ones gunning to do a presentation in their history class about Donald Trump. Don't you think? Do you remember how in school there were always the topics that people wanted the most? Yeah. Don't you think Trump is going to be the hot topic for kids because they can? Oh, there's so much. There's so much you can do. They can pull all of his crazy tweets and videos, and I just feel like that's going to be the hottest. And right, the whole like apprentice of it all. Yes. Yeah. There's a the hotels of it all. There's a lot to work with. Yeah. Um, Trump University, even. Anyway, yes, I agree. I I agree that honestly the like Ashley Darby probably isn't probably staying that stable and strong during all of this wow maybe I'm wrong 
This is, listen, it could go either this way. Is, Hopefully you guys like cow sauce. I hope so too. <laughs> this is all conjuncture. Like none of this is based in fact. This is all of just... No, no. We're just kind of getting a feeling. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of do have something else to talk about if you're interested. I am. Did you not see me pour the rest of that, bo- that bottle of oh, wine? That really let me know. Okay. So I watched the goop. Uh, mm. whatever goop labs yes with Gwyneth Paltrow let me start off and just say I am like entranced by Gwyneth Paltrow just she just seems cool and I didn't think I would say that when I started watching it but after I watched it I'm kind of like you just seem like a cool lady interesting and she wears jumpsuits have you seen it no I haven't watched I heard it was spawn Con. Oh. SpawnCon sponsored content. That's what I heard. Did you feel like you were being sold? Um, I will say, yes, I was sold on absolutely. <laughs> I was sold on absolutely every, everything to the point where, like, I almost took a cold shower today because one of the guys, Wiff Hom, is his name Wim Hof, Wiff Hom, Wim Hof, something like that. Google both, you'll find it. Um. It, he has a method where, like, he – actually, it's super interesting. I took notes, and I'll read it to you because it has to do with, like, immunity to disease and the cold. Um, this sounds – have you heard of it? I don't it? know. Should we fact check this before this we guy, share it on look, our it, Okay, his his name is Wifham. No, I'll just – I'll send any complaints to Gwyneth's people. <laughs> um, it's cold it, – it's cold training that, like, puts a temporary stress on your body – and they did a study and people were injected with E. coli and his students were the only ones who didn't have symptoms of illness. So he like believes that by getting in touch with like the cold that our bodies originally like in, I guess, the early days of humanity were able to deal with stress. But the way that we're living today, we're not able to deal with stress just because of our modern lifestyle. And so he, like, puts the body in a biological state of stress by subjecting it to the cold. And um, it kind of trains your mind how to deal with stress. This is, this reminds me of when I worked at that. Maybe that was right. Maybe it wasn't. Really bougie flower shop in Manhattan Beach, California. And I had a client who was an actress. And every year, her mom, every year on her birthday, would take a cold swim for her health based off that very principle so yeah that's kind of I mean I did say I saw it on goop labs so it's like yeah it is kind of like that (laughs) like that's kind of the the you know the caliber of content that it's giving but it also it talked about energy healing and I was kind of like okay I love that um it looked really cool Julianne Huff made an appearance (gasps) Julianne Huff I've sent a yeah, dude. I personally have sent a flower arrangement from her dog to another dog. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe what I just heard. Yeah, that's um, my like best celebrity story wow. that I have to share. You heard it here. That is absolutely incredible, uh, and that could bring me to tears. So, what else do you have on your list of things to chat about? Oh, uh, let's see. I think we've pretty much exhausted it. Um. Oh, yeah, there's one last thing, actually, that we haven't talked about, and that is D-Nice. Are you back on Instagram? No, unfortunately. I've, like, popped in here and there, but every time I'm there, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to be here, and then I leave again. Do you know who D-Nice is? No. Okay, I want to let you know everybody now knows who D-Nice is, okay? Okay. Because D-Nice is doing these... um, like Instagram live club meetups and like Michelle Obama is in the comments and stuff. So now everybody's going and doing them and people are making fan art of D nice. Everybody's posting. All the celebrities are posting about D nice. Everybody's watching D nice's lives. Everybody. I'm telling you, he's everywhere. I did not know who he was before. seems like a lovely guy. seems like a very talented guy. Maybe I'm not cool to not know who he is. But it feels like all of a sudden everybody knows who D-Nice is, and I don't know who D-Nice is. I have no idea who D-Nice is. I'm thrilled. Uh, Derek Jones, better known by his stage name, this is Wikipedia, D-Nice, is an American disc jockey, beatboxer, rapper, producer, and photographer who began his career in the mid-1980s with the hip-hop group Boogie Down Productions. He discovered Kid Rock, actually, in 1988. That's what nobody's talking about. (laughs) 
And that, my friends, is what nobody's talking about. Um, so, yeah, that's who D-Nice is, and everyone's obsessed with him, and everybody has known him for their whole lives, apparently. That's how everybody's acting. Like, they've always known him. Wow. Well, I guess if you've ever been moved Maybe by the music of Kid Rock, which, like, have you listened to the song Photograph? <laughs> I know I have. Uh, I guess then D-Nice is, is in all of our hearts. I would say that, like, I don't think D-Nice comes off as... Um, Kid Rock adjacent. I think that was a very odd thing I just read off of his Wikipedia, to be honest. I He he seems like a likable guy. I don't know. Anyway, now I'm glad that you know who D-Nice is. Or I still don't know who he is, so maybe you don't either. I'm trying to think. Like, I don't fully really get, I don't fully really know him like that yet. You yeah, know? yeah. We'll all get to know him, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Do I have anything else to say to everyone while we're here? Wow, just while we're here. While we're here, the answer is no. I have nothing else really to share with everyone other than, oh, wait, who is that bitch? Oh, okay. So I would say there are a lot of that bitches. That bitch is definitely all of our um, critical personnel who are working through coronavirus. That's the number one, that bitch. So thanks to healthcare professionals, people in grocery stores, people delivering food. Do you have some? Gas stations, I'm sure. Volunteers. Volunteers. Like Jen. Jen oh, has no. been volunteering <laughs> like an angel. We're, uh, we check in with Jen. She's like, sorry, guys, I was volunteering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you put it like that. But not even saying it like that, saying it in just a way where, like, she just was volunteering. Um. Yeah, so that's that would be the number one, that bitch. Do you have another? Yeah, that's definitely, like, the overwhelming that bitch. And also, I just think everyone who is doing their part to stay sane and calm and empathetic during these times, you are that bitch. It's very easy to fall into a pattern of being divisive and judgmental and scared, uh, but I think we're all better than that and that we can rise above it. And so if you've managed to have got to have arrived at a place where you're able to do that then you're solidly that bitch right and we're all just doing the best that we can Mm -hmm. so that's what you have to remember yeah so guys keep attending your virtual therapy appointments yes do it and uh i don't know will we be back with another episode Guys, who knows? We're taking it easy. We're just doing, we're letting it happen, you know? And you just have to let it happen. Exactly. So everyone out there, stay healthy, stay safe, stay sane, and maybe... Let us know if you like this and if you want us to come back. Just curious. If you tell us that you want us to come back, there's a 98% chance that we will. I know, because like that's why we came back this time, because people were like... We need some same dude content during this hard time. It took approximately two people reaching out to me <laughs> to make to lead me to this decision. So, and that's in our universe that equals like two hundred people. Yes. Well, guys, please follow Jackie on Instagram at yeah Jackie Petito and same dude pod on instagram and who knows maybe you'll get another episode in your feed soon. and follow you jen oh sure you can follow me i don't know if like i mean you can follow me at <laughs> oh what wait is, you're not really on there is it anymore. jen jennifer underscore underscore i forgot i tagged you today oh man like, oh right jen's absent <laughs> i am absent um but who knows when i'll pop up again so follow me sure why not on instagram and let us know what you think and we love you all and yeah hang in there hang in there bye